Just after the podcast was recorded this morning, we got the terrible sad news of the passing of Billy McNeil, an Aberdeen manager who built the foundation upon which those who followed delivered amazing successes for our club. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. Billy was manager at Batodri in season 1977-78 and led the Dons to a runners-up spot in both the Premier Division and the Scottish Cup. Hello and welcome to the AFC Donscast. It's Graham Mackay here. Hope you enjoyed your Easter weekend. What a game on Saturday. It may not have been the prettiest, but we got there in the end with a vital three points against Kilmarnock. More on that coming up. And the rest of the week's Dons and Scottish football news on the AFC Donscast on Tuesday the 23rd of April. Back to League Matters for the Dons in a glorious afternoon in Ayrshire, which saw us earn our third consecutive league win on the trot and our tenth against Comarnock at Rugby Park. It was a depleted Aberdeen team that faced our fellow Euro challengers. Derek McInnes made three changes to the Scottish Cup semi-final side. Lewis Ferguson was ruled out through suspension following his straight red at Hamden. Graeme Shinney returned though, with Stephen Gleeson and Mikey Devlin also making the starting lineup. The hosts ended the game with eight men. Kirk Broadfoot was sent off with his foot struck the face of Joe Lewis. Scott McKenna headed in a Graham Shinney corner in the 65th minute, but then Stuart Findlay was shown a second yellow card with six minutes remaining, and Rory McKenzie was shown a straight red card in injury time. An important win for the Dons as we leapfrog Kilmarnock into third in the Premiership. We anticipated a really... Um, um, no hostile atmosphere, but a, a proper atmosphere, a proper game, because we knew how... How good a team Kilmarnock are, we knew the objectives are empty, um, you know, for two weeks to wait for this game and and uh, taking us on. And uh, well, we said before the game, nothing would be decided today. Um, we knew the importance of this game and I think that was clear from both teams. Um, we said, I said prior to the game to the staff that 1-0 we'll see the, uh, be the order of the day today, I think. Um, I thought that chances would be better. Uh, a minimum, I think it would be everybody fighting their corner and looking for that um, any sort of little advantage um, and the type of game, this pitch and you know, the opposition, it's, it's always quite a, a direct game um, and you've got to stand up to that. Kilmarnock are strong in the middle of the park, Malumbu, Power and Dicker, good physical presence. I thought we had um, done enough in there to make sure we did enough for the game but I said before the game, 1-0 would win the day today and it was making sure that we got that goal and brilliant for Big McKenna. He should score more, Scott, because um, he's very good in the opposition box. Um, but I thought he was he was excellent all day long and it's quite fitting actually that he gets the winning goal. Kilmarnock manager Steve Clark took it well. Uh, the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen in my career. And obviously a bad result for us. Uh, Aberdeen came to do a specific job. Uh, I think they were looking to score off set plays, they had a lot of big boys in their team and and that's what they did do, so congratulations to Aberdeen, but like I said, the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen in my career. Yeah, I told him after the game, I went on the pitch and shook his hand and, and told him that he was he was number one. No reaction, no reaction. Listen, you've you got to look at all the incidents in isolation. Uh, Cosgrove could have been off. I think that's why Derek took him off at half-time, so 
If Derek was the referee, he'd have sent his own player off. Kirk Broadfoot made a genuine attempt to go for the to go for the ball. His foot deflected up off the ball. Went with no violence, no malice. Was a genuine attempt to play the ball. So we'll we'll appeal that one. Stuart Finlay, uh, second yellow. Was a second yellow. So no no problem with that. The Rora McKenzie one, the referee didn't see. So I'm assuming that the, the guy who was standing next to me, who was 50 yards away from the incident, gave it. And from where I was standing, you couldn't see what happened. So maybe they have to explain that one as well. And we'll definitely appeal Rory's. Nah, the ball's there to be one. Two, two honest pros going for the ball. It was committed, it came off Kirk, it got away from him a little bit. He thought he had a chance of scoring a goal. Centre halfs get excited when they get in the box. Joe's Brave came out, made a block. There was honestly nothing in it. The, the reason I say about the, the worst referee in performance is he actually lost control of the game. The game, he'd lost control of the game. I mentioned it here when I was here before. I, I think he refereed a game earlier in the season here against Hearts. And I mentioned about him not controlling the game. This, these, these are fundamentals, how to control a game if you're a referee. I mean, I think Stephen is historically, uh, and certainly since I've been here, He's always seemed to struggle to referee Kilmarnock games. And uh, maybe, probably not maybe, definitely, because his father was a player here for so many years. And whether he feels the pressure of that every time he referees us, it seems to affect his performance. You know, he's, he's, if you look at him, he's probably a referee that's in a little bit of regression because I think he used to be on the FIFA list. He's not on it anymore. And I have mentioned privately that maybe it would be better if Stephen didn't referee Kilmarnock games just solely to take that extra burden or that little extra pressure off them that referees don't need. But now I'm saying it publicly. I think it would be better for Stephen as a referee and for Kamarnock as a club that, that he doesn't referee our games anymore. Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV. Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights and all the goals, exclusive interviews and behind the scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action only on Red TV. On your phone, on your tablet and online. This is the AFC Don's Cast News. Better if you put up the microphone. Derek McInnes says there's a chance of retaining Graham Shinney, but he admits it's extremely unlikely. McInnes said the midfielder would be difficult to replace, describing him as the heartbeat of the team. He also said it was not ideal to find out about Shinney's derby talks prior to the Scottish Cup semi-final. It is possible the Aberdeen captain will miss the remaining four matches of the season after suffering an ankle knock in a challenge which saw Stuart Finlay receive a second booking. With more than 400 appearances under his belt, Andy Constantine is uncertain whether he'll be with Aberdeen next season. The experienced defender has triggered a clause in his deal that could see him stay beyond the summer. Considine is currently in talks over the finer points of his deal and wants to make sure that he has Europa League football to come back to. He said, I'm not sure of the length of the contract. We've had conversations with the club and we'll see if we can get it to a middle ground. I know what I have in mind, but we'll see if the club is willing to entertain it. I would love to be here when the new training ground and stadium are up and running. Conversation are still ongoing so we'll see what happens more Don's news straight after this on your phone on your tablet and online this is the AFC Don's cast news 
Prior to the match on Saturday, Derek McInnes and Tony Doherty have been charged by the SFA for misconduct. Derek was sent to the stands during the Scottish Cup semi-final. Doc was sent off at half-time, accepted a fixed offer of a one-match suspension, which he served at the Kilmarnock match. McGuinness has until Thursday to respond, with his hearing date set for May the 3rd. Now McGuinness expected to undergo surgery on an ankle injury and could be sidelined for up to three months. Scans have confirmed he has suffered a snapped ligament. Aberdeen fans are seeing the fruits of their youth system this season, with Conor McLennan, Dean Campbell and Bruce Anderson all blasting onto the first-team scene. And there appears to be plenty more stars of tomorrow in the making of the 2005 team's performance at a prestigious European football festival last week is anything to go by. The Dons under-14 side dumped Atletico Madrid 3-1 on the way to third place at the Iber Cup in Portugal, a result which particularly pleased coach Derek Yang as it came 12 years after he was part of the side which lost to Atletico in the UEFA Cup. Only the might of Benfica stopped Aberdeen grabbing a final spot against Juventus. Juventus. And if you missed it, you can get a first glimpse of the new training facilities at Kingsford. The club released a guided tour video of the new pavilion building at the site last week. Completion of the training facilities is expected in late summer this year. You can view the behind-the-scenes video on the club or on the Inverness Reds website. In a pioneering initiative to encourage improved fitness and well-being in the community, AFC and event organisers The Great Run Company have united together to create a special Red Dawns wave at this year's Great Aberdeen Run, which features a 10k and half marathon. Supporters who sign up for the August 25th event, which is for runners, joggers and walkers of all abilities, will be encouraged with special training programmes and advice from the backroom staff at Aberdeen FC for the big day. We're really excited about this, yes, it's a first for Great Run and it's a first for Aberdeen Football Club coming together and hopefully getting hundreds if not thousands of supporters from across the area and beyond involved in the event in August. We've already had quite a few people signing up, ticking the box, saying I am a supporter of Aberdeen Football Club, so that red wave should be pretty spectacular and we're hoping actually it'll be Aberdeen's biggest ever team on the day. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to get people active and get them out and take part in the Great Aberdeen Run and I think it's a great opportunity for us as well, for the Community Trust, to raise awareness for different programmes that we have and also to raise some funds. We've always loved football, so I'll give a walk in football a try and um, ever since I've absolutely loved it. Never missed a night hardly, unless, well, since now. <laughs> the good thing is that you don't have to run, people are being encouraged to, to walk around the course as well and if they're raising money for such a good cause as the Community Trust, that must be a, a double whammy. Yeah, without a doubt, a great, a great, a great cause and a great way to do it by walking. Over the last 15 years, there's been a lot of runs going on and people making a lot of money for charity. And uh, for Aberdeen Football Club to get invited to it again and to, to do it again, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. It's quite exciting actually because obviously there's going to be some of the ex-players running in it as well, so that'll be good. I think the awareness that we'd be looking to raise around it would be very, very important and then the added balance will be for people who are going to fundraise for us. So it helps us to keep very, very important programmes going in the community, so it'll be a big day from that perspective as well for us. I mean, you know, I've already said that the sponsor Robbie, because <laughs> he, he was going to do it. But you know, that's what you want. You want to do these sort of things. You want people to sponsor you. It's a fun day. You know, there's no pressure on anybody. Probably have their Aberdeen strips on or any, any sort of red on or scarves or something like that. So I think it's going to be a smashing day. Just let's hope we get a bit of good weather and it'll make it perfect. Yeah, I'm well tied into it now. So I'm busy training at the moment to try and get myself up and going already. So I'm looking forward to that. It should be a good day. I think to be able to sort of 
uh, do the starting pistol and get the, get your ex-colleagues on their way? I'll get the starting pistol and then I'll get in the car and make sure they're getting water on the way around and stuff like that. <laughs> or drive a motorbike around, yeah. No, uh, I think I think there's a few of the boys are talking about saying, you know, Derek Young or the young boys, uh, brothers, uh, are going to do it and uh, there'll be a few other guys that I'm sure they will. For more Don's news every day, head online to invernessreds.co.uk. On your phone, on your tablet and online, this is the AFC Don's Cast News. In the other weekend's games in the Premiership, Rangers defeated Hearts 3-1 at Tynecastle in the early game on Saturday, which denied Celtic the chance to seal the title against Hibs at Easter Road on Sunday, which ended in a 0-0 draw. Dundee are now six points adrift at the bottom after losing 2-0 to St Johnston at McDermott Park. St Mirren won 3-1 away to Livingston to close the gap on Hamilton Ackes, who drew one all with Wander Motherwell to two, tw- uh, to two points. Dundee United's 2-0 victory at Inverness Cali Thistle means Ross County still required a point to clinch the champion title and promotion to the Premiership. In the battle to avoid the drop, Falkirk are bottom after losing 2-0 at home to Morton, while Partick Thistle ended Aloha's good run with a 2-1 win at Fair Hill. Queen of the South earned a precious 2-1 home victory against Dunfermline Athletic to move up to 7th spot, but at only 3 points above Falkirk at the foot. The Scottish FA will over the next few days consider placing performance director Malky Mackay in temporary charge of the Scotland team following Alex McLeish's departure as head coach last week. A caretaker appointment is now considered the most likely outcome of an Easter weekend of assessment and deliberation by the Hampton hierarchy following the dismissal of Alex McLeish and his coaching staff last Thursday. Every Tuesday from 8pm, on your phone, on your tablet and online, this is the AFC Donscast. Okay, it's football on the telly time. Ross County are in action in their crucial championship title clincher against Queen of the South on Friday night on the BBC Scotland channel from 5 past 7 p.m. 5 past 7? 5 past 7 p.m. That makes sense. It's Celtic versus Kilmarnock on Saturday at 12.30 on Sky and on Sunday the Edinburgh Derby is live on BT Sport from 12.15pm. Next up for the Dons is our away match against the Rangers at Ibrox on Sunday. Kickoff is at 3pm. Tickets for the match are now on general sale and you can order them at the club website afc.co.uk forward slash e-tickets. You can watch the game live on Red TV International from 2.45pm and also the match will be shown live on Sky Sports from 3pm. And a quick reminder that if you're travelling to the match by train, that bus has replaced trains between Aberdeen and Dundee due to engineering work. Also looking ahead, it's an early kickoff at Pataudry for our home match against Celtic on Saturday the 4th of May. Kickoff is at 12.30pm and the match will also be shown live on Sky Sports. And finally for me this week, early bird pricing for the season tickets close on Friday the 3rd of May and your chance to pay your season ticket over 10 months closes on Friday the 17th of May so get in quick to get a discount on your ticket for next season. I'll be back same time, same place next Tuesday from 8 following the Rangers match. Till then, thanks for listening and stand free. That's all for this week from the AFC Donscast. Why not download and listen to the Here We Go AFC podcast? Discussion, reaction, interviews and special guests made by Aberdeen fans for Aberdeen fans. Tune in now for the latest episode. That's all for this week. More Aberdeen news next Tuesday evening from 8.